Carrie. And I'm Christina. This week we're going to be coming to you every day with a short episode uh, talking about things that we thought were normal behaviors that are actually trauma responses. We hope that you enjoy the week. We'll be coming to you every day this week. See you there. Hi everybody. Welcome back to day five. Um, the first one I want to talk about is being an obsessive checker at work. So constantly doing things to cover your butt or calling yourself out on a mistake before somebody else can call you out on it. Um, yeah, I did not know that was a trauma response. Did you? I didn't actually, but I think that like in, in our job, because we're dealing with people that I think that we should be checking our work yes (laughs) I know it like below it it says over documenting everything I think like sometimes I think it's important but I don't I don't know I don't think that I do it as a trauma response like I've not ever gotten in trouble or been humiliated by somebody for making a mistake I have you have Um, and I definitely over document so I've for come, that reason? For that reason, yeah, for shame. Like shame. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I dictate a lot of my notes yes. and then just plunk it in and kind of fix up any couple errors. But yeah, I just do it cuz there's so much more documenting than I normally would do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um this one we just kind of had a little giggle about this one before we started. <laughs> Um, having bad bathroom anxiety. Um, if there's like, if there's somebody, if it's a multi-stall bathroom and there's somebody in there not being able to go, um, I know that when I'm on like not in a familiar place, I can't poop. Okay. So we leave for a cruise in two days. Oh no. <laughs> and yeah, I'm honestly I'm a little concerned about yeah. how that's gonna go bathroom wise. Even though we'll have like our own bathroom in the cabin, but it'll be small. Maybe I'll just make him leave. Yeah. So that I can go. You can do it on the one day he's gonna go on an excursion that you don't want to go to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, build it up for that one day. Offload on that day. <laughs> Is that something that you ever experience bathroom anxiety um mine was more like I was I would make myself sick when I had anxiety before Mm. and then it would be embarrassing so okay yeah I don't really experience that very much anymore I'm not as anxious as I was in that respect anyway oh okay yeah that seems to be a bit better but it was like that my whole life oh yeah yeah I don't know what happened about a year ago it just (laughs) anxiety got better (laughs) I think it was all the self-care maybe or yeah seems a lot better anyway. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I used to think that I was really bad at keeping touch in touch with friends and um, this is not me speaking, but (laughs) the next one, sorry. Um, And I have an unnatural detachment to people and don't allow much space to heal. Um. So this is an interesting one because I don't have social media, so I am not good at keeping in touch with people. Um, I often think I don't 
attach well mm. or I attach too fast. Right. Yeah. How about you? Um, I am like when you see the memes about, you know, will I text you back within five minutes? No. Am I the friend that will call you back if you've called me five times? Probably not. <laughs> I I don't know why. I just, I mean, if you called me five times, then yes, I'll call you back. Yeah. But I am really bad at responding or keeping in touch. Like, I have friends that live in another province that I don't talk to as much as I want to. And it's not like I don't have time right now specifically to reach out. But also, they all work. So, yeah. 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 And I think sometimes I... I think this is like part of a trauma response. I get a little bit indignant and I think, well, a relationship's a two-way street. Yeah. They can reach out to me as much as I can reach out to them. Well, and there's so many ways you can reach out now. It's not like you can just phone or write a snail mail letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's so many different platforms and ways yeah. you can reach somebody. Yeah. And I mean, even if it's just like commenting on somebody's post on Facebook yeah. or whatever, like you said, you don't have social media, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, sending a text. Hey, I was thinking about you today. Hope you're well. Well, I hope that people know that's meaningful for me. Like, I actually write, remember a birthday or write it down in my planner instead of relying on Facebook. Yeah. So I always think, like, it must, I hope they would feel extra special that I would remember their birthday because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, it's not just handed to me. I have to work to make sure I look, I know it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So the next one is being too detached to avoid abandonment. Or attaching too quickly, like you just said. Yeah. Um, when you find a person that you're comfortable with. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's attachment issues, right? Fear of abandonment. Yeah. Fear of being let down. Yeah. There's so many different um, attachment styles and stuff. That might be a good thing to talk about one time. But mm-hmm. um, And I'm very interested in that. I don't even know which one I am, but I know I have attachment issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah, I, I attach really, really quick or not at all. Right. Pretty much. I feel like maybe I attach quickly. I was just thinking, as you were saying that, I, because there's been so many changes at work on our team and I have started to, like, take the role of a mentor. So new people come in and I have trained some of them. And then I get attached to them and then they get moved to another office. <laughs> and so every time I look at my boss, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting attached again. It's not happening. Yeah. And then within 30 seconds, it's like I'm attached. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get upset when they get moved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I feel like I was the start of that. You were? I was. You were. Training in your office and then I left you. <laughs> but we're still attached. We are still attached. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying, I'm never going to do it again until the next one. Yeah. And then I did it. Yeah. And that's what my, that's what my supervisor always says. Yeah. Until the next one comes in. Yeah. I know. (laughs) It's hard. Like work environments are like, especially hard for that. Yeah. And especially in the work that we do where it's like emotional and, um, we need to be supportive of our teammates. Yeah. Um, so you build those deep relationships and then mm-hmm. they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
Okay. Um, get, I get anxiety and become nervous and have shortness of breath. Look for an escape when there is perceived chaos around me. So this is this back to the fight, flight, or freeze. Or if you haven't heard of the term, like, of the zones of regulation. Um, like window of tolerance. The window of tolerance. Yeah. So um, there's so much good information if you want to look up zones of regulation. But basically, like, if you're in the red zone, which is where this is, that you're, you know, you're... Um, really, really anxious. Um, people that are highly anxious live between, I think it's the yellow zone and the red zone. So you're not like ever down in the like lower zones, like the green zone, for example, you're always close to the red zone. So you wonder how people go from zero to a hundred. They're not at zero. They're no. already at 80. Yeah. So this is like, this is what this reminds me of. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm. And then like, connected to that is then like your cortisol levels in your body and yeah. to live with those high cortisol levels that's when you're going to have negative impacts on your health yes um leads to like heart disease obesity um high blood pressure diabetes like yeah. all of those things depression and anxiety obviously yeah um but yeah i think it's so powerful when you can feel those because reading that I like having the shortness of breath and looking for an escape yeah that like I feel that in my body um I experienced it yesterday oh really <laughs> yeah I I found a piece I found out a piece of news that doesn't really impact me at all but it just the way it hit me was weird and I could feel my chest tightening and like almost feeling like I was not going to be able to breathe. And then I was like, okay, just like, let's take it back a second, take a deep breath. But five years ago, it, I would have spiraled like hard. And I'm glad that that's not where I am anymore. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So uh, we've gone over like quite a few, what is there, 30 that we went over all together? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the title, the the reason we're doing this is because they're trauma responses you not, don't necessarily know about. I'm sure some of you know some of these. Yeah. Uh, some of them are a surprise, but yeah, I just found it all very interesting. Yeah. I've been talking about this for a while, so I'm glad we could do that. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, in the media right now, everything is connected to trauma, I think, just because it's being talked about more. Yeah. And so I think that it's important to be aware of the things that you do day to day that again you think that they're normal things to do but yeah. and I mean if they're normal and it's not affect affecting you in a negative way don't like dig into it yeah unnecessarily yeah but if there's something that has like sparked something then definitely find support speak to somebody you trust and that you love yeah thank you for listening yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us every day. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again.